Welcome to episode five of Man in the Making with former monk Rajan Shankara. Thank you for joining me, Rajan. Thank you, Rokas. You wrote an article on the Elephant Journal where you said, understanding our energy and learning how to manage it is understanding our life, mind, and being. So I'd like to start this episode with your definition of energy. Right. So the way energy was explained to me by my monk teachers was that energy is the combination of our awareness and our senses. So it's not enough just to have one or the other. For example, we can be looking at something with one of our senses, but we're not necessarily engaged. We're not necessarily focused on anything. So it has to be that that intelligent awareness has to be there. And the awareness alone is not enough either to, to really, if we're really going to talk about energy and that which, which draws from our, our own sustainability, you know, during our waking hours, uh, we have to include energy. Uh, we have to include awareness and uh, our faculties and what we're, what we're using to take in reality and, and that intelligence has to be a part of it. So our focus is, um, is included. Um, so what is the energy equation? The energy equation is our senses, our more importantly, our faculties and awareness equals energy. And that energy is really a part of us as much as it is us. And so you have to imagine the human being like a battery and the senses are on one side and the other charge has awareness. And when the two are connected, we have energy going in and out, ideally. And could you talk about energy expenditure? So energy expenditure is the very thing that makes up our life and it's not well studied or, or thought about, I think, because it, we just assume it's all going well, right? Like we're alive, so everything is okay. But being alive isn't just enough anymore. Surviving isn't just enough. And I think we covered something like that on another episode previously where not only are we alive in today's world, but we're able to enjoy it. And we don't have to spend every waking moment working uh, or hunting, uh, making sure that the structure we live in is set up. These things are so well you know, set up for us that our energy is now going out to all these other things. So energy expenditure is literally, you know, the usage of our energy, which is the usage of, of us, our senses and our awareness. So uh, I actually literally right here, any conscious moment, we have the ability to deliver conscious thought or directed thought. In order to manage energy, we must discriminate when and where our energy is directed. So that's, that's where um, energy expenditure really is being lost in translation. People are 
not discriminating appropriately. They're not, they're not watching. And it happens to all of us. They're not watching where or what takes their energy. And once we begin that study in our lives, it, it's a process of self-reflection. We, we can see, we can start to observe what is taking our energy and if it's needed or not. I think there's some, it's something like that. And could you expand on that, on what takes our energy away? Right. Yes. So there's a principle that I'm kind of calling energy reciprocation. So when we have directed focus on something with our faculties or our senses and our intelligence, we need to make sure that those things are giving back um, either equal or more value than we put in. So every time we give our energy to something, it's like an investment. And we want a good return on our energy investment because we would do the same thing with our money. Now, the things that we tend to invest in are people, things, and situations. So either we're uh, you know, in a relationship that takes an enormous amount of energy, things that we own or things that we have or use on a daily basis take our energy. And situations uh, ask of us something. So we have to give uh, in order for the, the situation to work out. And in an ideal world, those people or the, the things that we deal with or the situations we're involved in uh, give some sort of value back to us. And herein lies the problem because oftentimes they don't. They don't give back. And what about the practical applications of energy? So if we understand what energy is, and we under, so that helps us understand why we're even talking about it in the first place, um, it's not some... Uh, you know, metaphysical type of um, abstraction. It's, it's quite real, right? We feel the results every day. We either feel, you know, elated or excited or motivated, or we feel drained, exhausted, and, and worn out. And, and that's as real as any kind of... Uh, empirical evidence can give you in a laboratory is what's going on in your own mind and we need to start doing something about it right so we figure out what it is right we figure out what we are we're, we're directly linked to our own energy systems and you know we understand the things that are involved so the way to you know study the art of living and in consequence study the art of energy expenditure is what I'm using as three things. There are three Ds, which are discrimination, detachment, and dispassion. So I describe discrimination as, I mean, in, in the truest sense of the word, uh, cultivating enough observation to decide if this thing, this situation, or this person is worth our time. And we have to ask ourselves every time we run into this kind of situation, is this valuable for me? Right. And we do that unconsciously. And that's a, that's a beautiful 
uh, topic in and of itself uh, called value hierarchies. And uh, I'll always probably touch on values in some way, but what's really important here is that there's unconscious or subconscious values. So um, for me, let's take me for example. Every morning I wake up and I have this subconscious value of drinking espresso. It's just in there. It's been developed and cultivated and nurtured within me. And it's not really something that I consciously try to develop anymore. It just happens. I have the beans. I have the grinder. I have the machine. Uh, when I wake up, eventually, there'll be espresso in my life. Now, I'm giving energy to that. So without using um, discrimination, you know, I used discrimination in the beginning processes uh, the beginning developmental stages of espresso drinking, but now I'm just uh, subconsciously making it a part of my value system. So I value espresso. So I give energy to that in my life. Now, when we consciously use discrimination for the first times, we start to observe the things in our life and we say, okay, this person makes me feel, you know, drained when I'm finished talking to them this thing that i use is so worn out or broken it no longer provides the same value or this situation that i'm in usually with they usually kind of coincide right the situation has people and things inside of it you know makes me uh depleted uh, i don't feel um i don't feel enhanced afterwards that very thing once observed can then be discriminated and we can say okay i'm not going to include that in my day you know so it, on your value hierarchy all of a sudden it goes to the bottom if eventually coffee or espresso uh gave me some kind of stomach ulcer right it would no longer be have a value to me or the value of not having pain in my esophagus right would take over the value of drinking espresso and it would shift. So our value hierarchy would shift. Discrimination takes over and we say, I literally can see that this thing doesn't have value and um, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So that's step number one to um, managing energy, managing energy expenditure. Detachment is the literal um, letting go of the thing. So the ability, I write, the ability to release awareness and thus energy from an object, situation, or person. So the, the ability to release awareness. Things can be going on around us, right? So I'm outside right now. And for example, water is dripping off the balcony above me to my right here. Okay, it's happening, but I'm not even aware of it. I was aware of it, but my awareness no longer holds it as anything valuable for the present moment. So I'm so detached from it, right? So in the beginning, I discriminated and said, I'm pretty sure that water is not going to come at me. I'm going to detach my awareness from it. So I've been speaking to you, Rokas, and I'm not even, I haven't been even been aware of it until now. So my awareness went back into it and, and, now it's, it's part of my energy system again, but I can easily cut it off and detach. Dispassion 
is the combination of discrimination and detachment. So dispassion is if I had walked outside and knew that it was raining and subconsciously I knew the boundaries of my balcony could keep off the rain, I would give it no thought, right? So dispassion towards other people, let's say in an office or in a university class, you know that there's some um, people in there that you don't want to deal with, or the professor does something that is just not, uh, you know, doesn't go accordance to how, what you believe in. Eventually you let these things go. You use discrimination in the beginning, you use detachment. And then eventually, um, that thing that is a part of your professor's nature is uh, going on without you giving conscious attention to it. Okay, so dispassion has taken over, and you've able you're you've been able to. Um, I guess we can use the word renounce. You've been able to renounce it. Uh, those are literally, um, to me, the most the, the the three most effective ways to practice energy management. There's other parts of your routine like meditation, which is in in the next part of my article that enhance everything and give the ultimate value. But, um, you know, people are always looking for concrete ways to fix this thing, right? How can I feel more fulfilled? And those, to me, those are the three most important things. You need to start practicing those things and then you will start to notice your levels of observation, your levels of, um, attention to detail in your life start to uh, become so paramount you have no choice then but to give up that which does not give you energy back something else i wanted to ask is there something else that you should be directing your focus and energy on yeah that's a good question right yes so it's i would say it's you want to focus on that which gives value back, that which reciprocates energy. So the most basic thing for uh, people, I think, come down to who you live with, you know, relationships. Does this person give something back? Does this person uh, reciprocate the energy that I'm putting into it? And when they do, it jumps to the top of our value hierarchy, right? So we're able to um, effectively say, Yes, I, I want to give energy to this thing because uh, this thing, this situation, or this person always makes me feel better, you know, or for the most part, makes my life better than it was without it. Those are the things we want to cultivate. Those are the things we need to nurture. And some of the things we need to nurture don't always give us uh, immediate gratification, right? So that's why I have the seven levels of self-development so a lot of times we don't know we need to wake up early we don't know we need to wake up and make our bed and get into fitness and, and, and cultivate our mind and there's all these things that we don't necessarily know we need to do because they don't immediately reciprocate energy but that's why there's people like me who have lived on this path that are able to say look this thing is going to be hard in the beginning, but these difficult things 
will eventually give us the most amount of energy more than anything else in life. And without these things, we will be left wanting more. We will be, we will be a bit hollow because of it. And it's a real skill. It's a real art. And it's part of getting older. It's a part of maturing. It's a part of becoming an adult. It's a part of becoming a man. It's to, it's to kind of learn that, you know, ultimately the things that sometimes create a pressurized environment, create responsibility and create challenge, those are the things that will eventually, and I will say, eventually mysteriously give us energy back. And that's what we should be focusing on. Um, and why does waking up early give you more energy? Is it because you're then on top of your day? Uh, by which I mean, in the morning, what time do you wake up? Was it 4 a.m.? I used to wake up at 4. I now wake up at 5 now that I'm not a monk anymore. So even that early, let's say you're waking up at 5, you get <clears throat> so much more done in that time because... Personally, when I was waking up at 4 a.m., there were no distractions for me. And I know other people are sleeping while I'm, let's say, doing work. So just that head start on my day and going to the gym before school as well. By the time I get to school, I've done two hours of work and I've been to the gym. So is that where the energy comes from, from having started off your morning well, started off your day well, and then just that continues to snowball, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And yes, you are correct. Um, you're able to live multiple days inside of a 24-hour period. And you're able to take on uh, more life. Basically, it starts like this. We wake up early. And the decision to get up early, which is a painful one for most people, right? For most normal humans. It... it once you take on that first battle, I like to call it, then you've, you've conquered a part of yourself. And that uh, higher nature, that higher level of you conquering the lower part that wants to kind of sleep and stay comfortable, that in and of itself creates an energy reciprocation. So the interesting part about this is that it actually, it creates, so, so we can create our own energy right? So energy in and of itself is unlimited. It, it just goes, it, it just, it's there. And we have this, this unending source of it and it's everlasting, but most people don't know how to tap into it. Once we learn how to tap into it, these, these little, um, these little secrets and gems kind of pop up, right? And so powerful, effective people throughout history have written about this and they've, they, they speak about it all the time. And waking up early, winning that first decision is the first of many decisions you have to make throughout the day. And so once we're already on top of one, the next kind of fall in place and they're easier to conquer. And when we can, you know, ancient uh, philosophies and, and Stoics especially would, would say this, and they do, is that if we can conquer our own uh, faculties and our own reactions and our own nature, then really everything else throughout the day is not as difficult to face because oftentimes the most difficult thing to do in life 
is to conquer our own self. Once we do that, um, everything else is much easier. It's really that simple. We just have to get into the routine. And um, Jordan Peterson, uh, famous, uh, to me, famous anyways, uh, psychologist, uh, I think well-known, but often uh, when he's working with patients who have mental uh, challenges, he starts them on a routine and that routine in and of itself can help someone get back to life, you know, and get back to some sense of sanity. And I didn't know that he was doing that. I didn't even know he existed, but I was teaching that to people in 2015. I was, I was telling young guys, Hey, you need to get up early. You need to make your bed, go to the gym, you know, get on some sense of routine, eat something on a regular basis. And things will start being better for you. And, you know, life won't be so mundane because you actually have a purpose. You have like your first mission of the day and every human needs a mission. They need a purpose. And it starts with conquering your own routine, really. And does that routine help cultivate willpower? Yeah. So... Willpower is also connected to energy. Energy is connected to awareness or us. So awareness, energy, and willpower are actually very similar um, currents or principles. And the monks would actually say that willpower, energy, and awareness are the same thing. So if we are energy, and if we are willpower and we have this unending everlasting part of us that we can tap into eventually we are in and of itself this this eternal thing that moves and creates and spontaneous and it's 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 powerful i mean it's power itself if you think about it like that and some of these things in our daily routine show us that they prove to us they are our own scientific uh studies that we can become the scientist and and create our own laboratory and that is our own life and you know determine anecdotally you know based on subjective experience but also empiric empirical evidence you know what makes us better so meditation, the routine, you know, waking up early, fitness, eating right, being outside, studying, all of these principles cultivate willpower and, and cultivate or uh, give us a roadmap to ourselves and give us that, that straw that kind of dips down into this elixir of energy and allows us to reach this nutrient dense part of ourselves and once we do uh, it it goes it goes and goes and goes it's it's a reciprocation it's a circle and the more we do it the more we get back the more we live this way uh, the more that it becomes a part of us and i think it's universal that people find when they stop doing it they feel worse 
when this part of their routine slides as it naturally will over time, um, something's missing. And then they get it back and they go, yeah, you know, that, that was the thing that I needed again. And I hear it all the time in the gym because I'm a personal trainer. And I was just talking with someone today and they're like, you know, I let this, let this part of my life slide. Um, I felt worse. You know, I gained weight. I looked, I, I didn't look as good. Just didn't feel as good. Didn't feel right. Right. And it's like, yeah, you know what to do. Essentially. We all know how to get into this part of us, but we've either never experienced it before or we have experienced it, but life just the power of life took over. And, and, um, that's the part of responsibility that I was talking about in the last episode, life or the mythological dragon of chaos will breathe fire on us again and again and again. It never ends. That's the adventure of life. And the power of responsibility is, is, is that choice, you know, that choice to, to slay that dragon and to say, I will do this routine. I will cultivate fitness. You know, I will take the burden and challenge on each and every day. That's going to make you stronger. And that's, you know, cultivating willpower. Absolutely.